what if you came to me and you said, I found this amazing guy. I found this amazing girl. This is a man. So, so, hey, she's awesome. She loves Jesus. She's got a career. She's got no debt. She's fun. Bro, she's got a dog. And the only thing is, is that she kind of is maybe not over her ex. I have an episode for you. Let's go. What's up, fam? This is JJ. We ain't got many of these left. We don't. I'm so sad. This is Mini Mansode Friday. This is the third season we've done these. They've been so much fun. They've been growing and growing and growing. This might be TMI. Don't tell Kate. I told you. She doesn't listen to these anyway. But, um, you know, fun fact on these Mansodes, we've actually grown our audience. It was originally about 80% women. 20% 20% men listening to these Heart of Dating episodes. It's now 59 and 41. 59% female, 41% male. We are growing, growing, growing. I love it. One of those awesome ways that you guys can continue to help us out and contribute to Heart of Dating. Because listen, we want to see 50-50. We want to see men left and right growing, 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 getting challenged. We love it. Patreon is a great way to invest in that dream. If you guys want to see dating change in the church, if you guys want to see it like from a cultural level begin to grow, an awesome way to do that is investing in Heart of Dating. So for those patrons we have, I think we're at like 95 now. Thank you so freaking much. We love you guys and we love everyone, including If you guys are checking us out on YouTube, I got my Brisbane Lions rugby sweater on today. I love this sweater. Shout out to our fam. Yes, we got them in Australia. We love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. So real quick, what I'm loving today, and we're going to hop into our episode. I haven't even dropped the episode title, which is Stuck on the X. I might do like the Biso transition. They don't even say the title until they get into the episode, but you know, they're 10 times more creative than I am. Okay. But what I'm loving, fam, Instagram. All right. So first of all, if you don't follow me, you don't have to, I don't, I don't care. But if you'd like these episodes and you would like following me, I have a post that's going absolutely nuclear right now. Um, and it's about like, if you're a girl and you're a boss <laughs> and you're running your life and you have like your council and your life board, it's going crazy. And all these women, like my intention wasn't to ever be this guy who's like so pro-women that I alienate guys because I'm just so pro-women. Like, no, I just like, there are a lot of women out here who are living very independent lifestyles and they really want a strong guy. And I hope a guy hears that and says, I want to be a strong guy, not, dude, these women are going crazy. They want too much. They want, they're asking for too much out of me. No, we just want strong men. And my message to men is, hey, I want to see you grow into the man God called you to be. Because guess what? I was stuck for way too long as a boy pretending to be a man. And I had to grow up. I really had, and Kate, I'll be honest and transparent, like meeting Kate, dating a woman who is five and a half years older than me, who is more mature than me in a lot of ways, that grew me up fast. And I wish 
I would have been able to grow like that independent of Kate. So that's what I would just say there. IG posts, check it out. That being said, all the women, of course, the first question they ask, like if you gather a hundred Christian women is, where are the great Christian men? Where are the godly men? And so we created a post. Go ahead. Feel free to comment on that post. Listen, we know people who have gotten married from literally finding each other in the Instagram comments. Okay. Like that's how the world works these days. Okay. So follows on Instagram, always check out who's liking stuff, always checking out who's commenting. You guys are doing that anyway. You guys are like, JJ, do you know who you're talking to right now? Like I'm the queen. I'm the king of Instagram stalking comments and likes. That trick is so five years old. All right. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying to help you. Okay. I'm trying to help you. Now, that being said, what if you came to me and you said, I found this amazing guy. I found this amazing girl. This is a man. So, so, hey, she's awesome. She loves Jesus. She's got a career. She's got no debt. She's fun. Bro, she's got a dog. And the only thing is, is that she kind of is maybe not over her ex. Well, you know what I'd say? I have an episode for you. Let's go. Did you like that transition? Be so shout out. Okay. But you know, I like, and I would say honestly to leave a story here, I remember so clearly being on a date with a young lady. I was attracted to her. I was, I would honestly say maybe like that infatuated, enchanted, you know, like really, really had my eyes set on her. I think it took me about an hour on the first date before I realized, before I could see this girl is 100% stuck on her ex. It took about one hour for that to pop up. Guess what I did next? Obviously, guess what I did next? I kept dating her and I shouldn't have. I kept, and through those five dates, it was so, it was so clear. JJ, she is stuck on her ex and I didn't walk away. Like I wasn't the first one to walk away she was. I should have. And she had to step away from dating me after those couple weeks. And I I was proud of her because it was the right decision. Absolutely. And I should have been the one if I was really leading proactively out of a mindset that there's abundance, like she's not the only girl out of a mindset that God's got this, like I can let this go when it's going to be okay. I would have walked away. And you know what else I would have said? If I was dating it from a much more healthy place that was maybe even others focus and leaving them better than I found them, I would have walked away because I would have been able to say, you know what, maybe I don't want this. Like I really want to keep dating her, but the right thing to do, the most kind thing to do and the most loving thing to do for her legitimately is to walk away. Like she is not ready to be in a relationship. So therefore like, I don't think that she should be dating. And obviously that's her decision to make, but listen, that's pretty clear sometimes. And that's how it can be sometimes. Like as far as teaching goes and dating coaches and YouTube videos and podcasts, I think like what's easy to say is walk away. Like it's so easy for you guys to hear that and be like, I know I should do it, but listen, man, like red flag, deal breaker, like you should walk away, but we all know if you're a human being, it's not very easy to do. And you have to ask the question, why? Even though I know I shouldn't go back, 
even though I know this is not good, even though I know this relationship is not good for my my relationship with God, even though I know that they are stuck on their ex, why am I staying? And there could be a lot of answers. I would say one that you're probably not thinking of that is very simple is this. You think you need to help God. You think that you need to help God. Or more importantly, let's put it this way. You think that your plan and what you want is better than his. And it's not very clear for you that God will provide at his perfect time and you will be sure about them and they will be sure about you and you both will be ready. So that's not if that's not clear for you and you don't believe it in your soul, then guess what? You're going to help God. You're going to market and sell yourself. Like you're going to try and lock it down. You're going to try and secure him. You're going to try and secure her. You're going to hang around way longer than you should, even though your body, the Holy Spirit, your friends, your intuition are screaming at you to walk away. It is the most human thing ever to stay in relationships and date far longer than we ever should. But to stick to that, that's another episode. And don't even get me started. I love that one. We have a great episode from last Christmas season of December that's blowing up. That one's been doing so well. It's called When to Walk Away. If that's you and your friend, go back and listen to it. And that's a great episode to listen to on should I walk away? It's the question we should always ask ourselves. But sticking to today, you know, one question that we have to ask is, well, how do you know if they are actually stuck on their ex or is this just a story in my mind? Or, you know, okay, I can guarantee you, I can look you in the eye, I can tell you that they are, in fact, stuck on their ex. Well, the question that we have to ask is, well, is it a red flag or <laughs> is it a deal breaker? Uh, and that's a good question because it just depends, you know, and as you guys know, like separating things into red flags or deal breaker is really helpful because a red flag basically says I need to evaluate this issue more and I need to gather more data and I'm okay hanging around with it temporarily because I'm going to gather more data. A deal breaker is like, nope, 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 nope. I'm, I cannot. And there's a variety of reasons for that kind of decision. Well, here's how you know. So I have a couple main points and then a bunch of smaller signs that they are stuck on their ex. And if they check any of these boxes, then yes, they are, they are stuck on their ex to some degree. And the first one is so funny because how do you know if they're stuck on their ex? Well, they talk about them and they talk about them a lot and they talk about them without invite. Okay. It's like, how do you know if someone's vegan? Well, they'll tell you. Okay. The Christian version of that, by the way, I love to joke around is how do you know if someone's fasting? Well, they'll tell you in some type of way. Okay. Whether they're in the middle of it or they just finished one. If you're in the Christian world, someone will tell you if they're fasting and they will let you know. In the same way, if someone is stuck on their ex, like they will talk about them without you even asking. And this means they can talk about them poorly. They can blame them for something. Uh, you see, like, especially when it's critical, I would say that's probably like extra stuckness. Like I would evaluate with a lot of wisdom because when you feel the need to criticize someone, especially like your ex, 
It's because they still hold power over you. And ironically, criticizing them, especially in the moment, it feels good. It feels really, really good. That vi- that like vindictiveness, that vengeance, it feels good. But ironically, if you think about it, that ex still has control over that person. They still hold power. And who is feeding that dynamic? Well, you are by talking about that. Because the vindictiveness is bred out of a place. Like whenever you run into vindictiveness or anger or vengeance, it's actually coming from a place of deep hurt. Like deep hurt breeds vindictiveness and deep hurt, deep pain breeds anger and resentment, which obviously if you're seeing that and witnessing that, like that, I would just call that that criticism of an ex, that for me signals one thing. Oh, they still have pain. They're still upset. Like they're going out of their way to criticize them to make themselves feel good. That should signal to you that they still have undealt with pain from that ex. Because think about when you are truly over somebody, what do you do? And what does it feel like? Well, you don't feel the need to condemn them, to criticize them. If you're truly over someone, and when I say over them, like that includes the forgiving part. Like you don't have to prove how bad they were to validate your pain because the pain doesn't exist. It's gone. You have begun to heal and free yourself and forgive yourself from that pain. And by the way, one thing I love to say is, you know, freedom is at the end of forgiveness. True freedom is at the end of forgiveness. And you don't really care what they say about you, what they think about you, what they're doing. You don't really care. You're not invested in their life. You're free from caring about them. That's how you know someone's actually over their ex is they've forgiven them. They wish them nothing but the best in their life. And until you get to that point, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. To some degree, you're still stuck on your ex or they are still stuck on their ex. It's just true. Now, you know what's hilarious? The second way you know that they are stuck on their ex is take everything I just said and flip it they are completely silent about them. If they are completely silent about their ex, that actually could indicate that they have not had any closure at all. Like even just talking about it is what? Too painful. It's too painful. It's too uncomfortable, right? Like I can't, I can't go there right now. I can't, I can't, I can't. I just, I don't want to talk about it. For me, this was equally concerning in the sense of like where the other person was looking at their wound, you know, on their body and their soul and incessantly talking about this wound, this wound, this wound. This person, number two, they're not even looking at the wound, <laughs> you know, and, and it's festering, but they can't, they can't even take the painage off and look at it. While the other person is obsessed with broadcasting the pain of it, this person can't even talk about it. They can't even look at the wound. And then if they get defensive, when they talk about it or you broach the subject, or if they get extremely sensitive, look out. Their words might say that they are ready to date now, but their actions say otherwise. Their actions say otherwise. And I would just say, you know, as equally as concerning of someone who's incessantly talking about their ex is stuck on their ex, a person who can't talk about it at all, like they're completely silent and they don't go there. Well, hey, that's super, super clear there's still a lot of deep pain, deep hurt 
that has been completely avoided, completely untouched. You talk about sweeping it under the rug, well, there you go. And you might find that a little bit more in like your suppressors, like your people who, you know, pain's too much, I'm just gonna go ahead and suppress it. Like, I'm gonna compartmentalize it, I'm gonna suppress it. And that's where you find a little bit more of like your avoidant attachment type people in dating. And so look, both of them, big challenges, move forward with caution and wisdom. Here are some other ways that they might be stuck on their ex. I love these, but this is just a nice long list um, that helps you. Like if you see any of these, it's just like beware, like the neighborhood watch. If you see this kind of activity, call this number, okay? This is your friendly neighborhood stuck on their ex watch, okay? IG stalking. If they're doing IG stalking on their ex, and listen, let's be clear and honest. We've all done this. We all do this. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Everyone from time to time checks up on the people that they dated. Pretty sure that's why they invented Facebook. It's just so you could, you know, check in on your ex every now and then. I think that's why Mark Zuckerberg did it. Okay. But hey, if they're if they're stalking and the difference, I think there's a difference there. Checking in versus stalking. And obviously, like you don't have a spy software on their phone. I think that's where you probably just have to ask, like, how, how often do you check? I'm actually going to do that to Kate because I'm really curious. Because um, we, again, like, we all do it, all right? But I think there is a difference between checking it daily and checking it annually, okay? <laughs> now, here's another one. And whoa, you know, if you see this one, whoa, 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 whoa. They're still communicating with their ex? Like, hey, I'm all for not burning bridges. I'm all for ending things well, but if they're still communicating like in an overly friendly way with really anybody of the opposite sex, like that for me, like my boundaries with Kate, especially in dating, like I didn't even mess with that in the sense of like texting women one-on-one, maybe a coworker, maybe a dog sitter, like small talking with someone of the opposite sex. No, thank you. And two, you know, like if they're still communicating with their ex in a overly friendly way and they're making excuses for it, like there's no accountability, there's no ownership, there's no ability to have a conversation, woof. I would say that for me is, is not minor red flag. That's like major red flag. Big time, big time, big time. Um, this one's interesting. I'm curious to see what you guys would think. Uh, keeping mementos or photos. You know, I think there is a degree where it's like, hey, if I'm wearing this sweatshirt right now, this Brisbane Lions, and my ex lives in Australia, she gave me this and I still have it. Like, I wouldn't necessarily maybe call this like a memento. Like, if I'm putting it on in my heart, I know I'm thinking about her every single time I put it on. Yeah, that's a memento. But, you know, if this was years ago and, and like they're clearly over it and they can talk about everything in the relationship really, really nicely, Lots of lots of ownership, lots of clarity. Like you can see that this is not messy. Okay, that's different. But like I'm talking about like memento and photo. Like they got a framed photo on the wall. They have like printed photos of them like tucked away in their underwear drawer. Um, like they just have things that are like is not a lot of utility that they still have around. I think like there's obviously a scale there. Uh, so just proceed with caution. Uh, but. For me, I'm not like, this is my act. I have to burn everything that reminds me of them. No, 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 no. Calm down. Hey, calm down. I'm talking about like the really sentimental stuff, like the photos, you know, all that good stuff. All right. Like for me, I'm like, 
what's the point in keeping it? Like, why? Like, if this was like a wine opener that they got you with your name on it, that's different, right? It's like you have a keychain with like a JJ Hart slash, you know, KK, whatever the girl's name I dated. I'm like, okay, <laughs> bro, what? <laughs> why? Okay, that has no utility in your life. Like, that is a memento. Um, here is a great one. And this one is a little bit in disguise, but I just, I personally like keeping in touch with your ex's family. For me, that just feels a little bogus. Like, I'm sorry, but like send them a holiday card, a Merry Christmas and call it a day. But like, why would you be keeping in touch with your family? Unless like you're genuinely friends with like their sister or their brother, like, or you work with their dad, why would you be keeping in touch with their family? Like, do you not have enough friends to keep up with? Like, you're going to tell me that they are important enough for you to keep up with them and talk to them and call them, but you haven't talked to your childhood best friend in three months. Okay. Like seriously, like, are they going to be at your wedding? If they're going to be at your wedding, boy, that's so just strange, I, I guess for me in some ways, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you guys have a lot more healthy relationships in that sense. But for me, that's just, hey man, like if I'm, especially if I'm dating and in a relationship, that's not really my priority right now, okay? Um, this is a great one. One of my favorite ones is, if they are incessantly reacting to their ex's social media posts, dude, I cannot believe she's wearing this to Halloween. Can you believe that? I cannot believe, oh, Oh, she's got her third boyfriend in nine months. I wonder if this one will last. Huh, interesting. Oh, of course, lasagna. Again, that lasagna is so bad. I hated that lasagna. You see what I mean? Like incessantly reacting. That for me, hey, clearly like there's some kind of feelings here. Like you just feel need to kind of criticize or keep up. That for me, major concern about are they stuck on their ex? Now, uh, I think some more clear ones just to end. If they compare you or want to relive the same life that they had with their ex, uh, comparing would look like the good things that their ex did or the negative things. Like, I can't believe you can't provide safe space for me. You're just like my ex. Like, my feelings don't matter. You're just like my ex. See, that for me, no-go. Like, I think if you ever hear that, just understand like you're probably interacting with trauma and you're probably interacting with a emotionally like immature part on your partner or they maybe want to relive the same life like the same lifestyle like me and my ex would always go camping and we'd have the most awesome time with friends and we'd snuggle under the stars and I just miss that like can we do that sometime I'm like well <laughs> do you miss the stars or do you miss your ex like what the heck that is so confusing. And if you're someone who's like, well, I really miss the stars. Like, can I not say that? Well, yeah, say that, but you don't have to include the X. And I hope for you, like, as you say that, you're not including, you know, wanting your X. And I just quick note on there. If you have experiences in life, like if you've done things with an X, I would just encourage you, especially like as you prepare for marriage, just because you did them with that person doesn't mean that experience is going to be the same 
with your new partner, with your new boyfriend, with your new girlfriend. Like when you get married, it is a new experience because it's with a new person. So when it comes to things that maybe quote you've done or tried, give it like give it another go. Like give that other person the opportunity to experience that with you and give yourself an opportunity to experience with a new person. Like it might be different. This is the last one. I would say it's related to number two, like the silent one. If they keep things from you about their ex or withhold truthful information when you are having like vulnerable, honest discussion and you find out about it later, don't freak out like shaming them and giving them a messy reaction. That's only going to reinforce the lie that they believe, which is you're not safe I can't disclose this without getting a messy, sloppy reaction. So don't freak out like as much as you can. Maybe if you are freaking out, pause, get some space, go process and come back, you know, and as best as possible, you know, show them that like not everything has to be messy and there is safe space and you can build trust in those vulnerable conversations. But if you do receive that information, like they kept things from you about their ex they withheld truthful information. Major red flag, obviously. Like, and maybe it's not because they are stuck on their ex in the sense. Like, there could be a little bit in that sense of, I just didn't think you were a safe person and I could tell you about it. Like, I know a lot of people. I know marriages. And they have secrets about their exes that they have told me face-to-face. Like, I'm taking this to the grave. And I'm like, you know, man, I just don't know if that's a great foundation to build your marriage on, but that's your decision. And I'm not going to go out of my way to tell your wife this. Um, That's not my role, but I don't agree with this. So I would just say, you know, like, is that really a marriage that you want to have where like both sides are keeping secrets out of fear of how the other person might react or respond? Like that for me is the opposite of vulnerability. Um, which is falseness. Like you don't actually have a relationship. That's not relationship. It's a version of it, but it's a fake version of it. It's not true relationship. And, you know, to close out the episode today, if you are dating someone and you think that they are stuck on their ex, you have to ask this question. Is this a red flag for me? Or is this a deal breaker? Meaning like, is this individual in a place where healing and recovery as has already started even before I was in the picture. It might be a work in progress, but they have already independently kicked off some kind of healing, grieving, forgiveness process where they are aware and growing. Okay. If that's the case, I would say, hey, that's awesome. Like that's <laughs> that actually went from a red flag to a green flag as I talk about it. In the sense of like they got gr- like they are growing, like they are independent and they like take proactive action when they sense that they need help, like something is not okay in their soul. And I would just say there, like, I need to evaluate more. I need to gather more data. I need to watch this carefully. And I'm willing to wait on them as they continue to heal. They're worth waiting for. And if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to be upset. But I'm, I'm just going to continue to evaluate. This is a red, orange flag for me. Like, that was a long-term relationship. They spent a lot of time together. They got very close. Like that's going to take a lot of time to heal and grow from, but I'm, I'm willing to wait. I'm, I'm willing to give it time versus a deal breaker. Meaning if it's like something like you can tell right away, like the first day, like I explained at the beginning, this is way too raw. Like this is really painful for them. They're carrying a lot of bitterness 
They're carrying a lot of resentment. Like they are, they are in a place where they need a lot more time to heal and recover. Like they have major healing on this plate. And I can see this from a mile away. And I have honestly nothing but genuine love and kindness, regardless of how badly I would love to date him. I'm going to proactively remove myself from the equation, like, and give them maybe some very, very kind and gentle feedback that they probably already know in their heart and soul that, hey, I think you're still stuck on your ex. I think you you still carry a lot of pain and resentment. And, you know, I just think that singleness is the best time to tackle those kinds of issues, not while dating not while in relationship. And just to clarify, trauma comes up all the time. Minor trauma is always bubbling up as you uncover deep parts about yourself and deep relationship. Like deep relationship reveals deep parts about you. That's a great thing. But I think there's a difference between like having a knife in your leg, (laughs) right? And then uh, saying, hey, you need surgery ASAP versus like, that's a stab wound from five years ago. There's a little bit of scar tissue. Uh, there's a little bit of maybe some um, limping going on here. Like, But I can tell that there's not major healing, a major surgery at stake uh, that you need to heal from. So I love you guys. What an awesome episode. Continue to date. Leave people better than you found them. We love you, fam. Have a wonderful weekend. And let's go.